welcome to Powerful Impact. This is me, SP. I am chilling with Miss Morgan. She joined us again today. Hey, Morgan. Hey, SP. And today we have the one, the only, J.R. Swifts. Peace, peace. Yo, yo, yo. I'm so excited. Yo, yo, you Jamaican, you should have him with the. You're here, Lord of mercy. How are you today? I'm I'm good. Appreciate y'all for having me. You know, like I've been seeing what y'all been doing. I've you know, even though I've been I've been busy, but I've been seeing what y'all been doing. It's actually a wonderful thing that y'all doing for the hip hop culture. Y'all interviewing the right people, so I'm giving y'all y'all flowers for sure. It's so often we think that who is going to watch who is going to watch this with this 51 year old woman. Who just has this mad love for hip hop and all things hip hop and you know I just it it means so much that you've come and and it means so all of this means so much to me i get so excited that my tongue gets tied <laughs> but i guess i'll start how i always start because my daughter watches these shows and um she always wants to know where where are you from and how does it impact the way that you make music? Mm. Well, for those who don't know, from Brooklyn, New York, from East New York, um, I left New York '98 to go to VA. So I grew up in VA, but always was back and forth between Brooklyn to Virginia Beach, Northern New York, mm-hmm. 757, and then now currently reside in Charlotte. So, um. Yeah, I've been, been out here for a minute. Been out here, Charlotte, what, 14, 13 years, something like that. But how New York, Brooklyn especially, impacted me musically is like watching my father do his thing. Mm-hmm. And which was crazy, um, having a conversation with him. He was he didn't think I was going to get into music. Because mm-hmm. um, he never heard me do anything musically until... Um, I think like years later, um, but yeah, it's definitely the grimy and greediness of East New York, especially where I grew up from Pen Woman Projects. For those mm-hmm. who know, know people watching it. Um, so growing up, Pen Woman um, Projects, I'm, I've seen a lot, seen a lot of things, um, and I think that's just impact my sound and what what I make today. So, um, but it's a little bit of everything. It's it's, it's so it's soulful, or you know, as well as gritty too. So, New York definitely um, impacted my sound, as well as Virginia too. That's where the soul come in and that and experimentation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, moving. How does how moving to Carolina, where you live now? Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that sound impact? your sound now? I, I think being here, being around different people, 
Um, you know, with the whole uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Southern hospitality, a lot of soul, a lot of there's a lot of soul in in, in mm-hmm. the Carolina. So, um, and then growing up listening to Knife Wonder as well, hearing mm-hmm. the soul samples that he would chop, how he arranged, allowed me to just um, not only just be free producing, but just knowing what records to pick and just. I'm trying to channel the ancestors when I'm creating this music. So um, I think being around a lot, of, a lot of the Southern hospitality adds on to the, the grittiness of New York. So mm-hmm. allows me to mesh it together. How, how was it fitting in to living in a in a Southern state? Because most of, most people I hear this from, like New York, they they call us slow. Because we just, we just not in a hurry to get nowhere. We ain't in a hurry to do nothing. You know, <laughs> it's hot. We ain't running around in this heat trying to get from one place <laughs> to another in 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, um, it was it was rough a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was rough. Not only because it was, cause I had the best of both worlds, being from VA in New York. Mm-hmm. Um but really being somewhere with Southern, that's where I, I've seen the shift. And the people didn't really take, they don't, people down here really don't like Northerners, like especially from New York, because I guess a lot of us was telling them like, yo, y'all slow, y'all kinda behind and all these different things. And um, they not really too fond of us, but I saw the, the, the blend in and, you know, I don't really play with people with intelligence and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just because I think it move the same way, like I'm not gonna judge you because, you know, your demographic. So, um, mm-hmm. it was definitely was a crazy transition, though. But yeah, I, I know it's a transition. <laughs> it was crazy. So, when was the first time somebody said, "Well, bless your heart." <laughs> <laughs> Um, have I heard that? No, I, I haven't. I haven't heard that. That's probably like, you know, maybe somebody a little bit older, but I haven't heard that. The craziest thing that blew my mind though was was completely new to me. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say, um, like you know, like beanies, like wearing a beanie. Mm-hmm. So in New York, we call them like scullies, mm-hmm. you know I mean? but. He called it a toboggan. I was like, <laughs> he's like, y'all like your, your toboggan. No, man. Isn't that a sled? I thought a toboggan was a sled. How is yeah. that a hat? Yeah, but he was like, y'all like your, your toboggan. I'm like, yo, like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what is that? Because I'm like, yo, this is a, it's my scully right here. Or beanie, you know what I'm saying? Beanie. But yeah, that, that threw me off. That definitely, definitely threw me off. I never heard that term before. <laughs> you got an upside down sled on your head. An upside down yeah, sled like, on your head. He, my man's now. He um, well, he said beanie and Scully too, but um, I had to ask some because he from he from down here. I was like, yo, what is a a toboggan? He was like, oh, that's a hat, bro. That's you know, threw me off, all the way off, and that's. The, the transition I was talking about too is um 
the terminologies is, is different. The slang, the slang, different. Mm-hmm. different. I think it differs even across across the southern states because uh, y'all call them scullies, we call them skull caps, they call them toboggans. <laughs> that word different. Yeah, that one's different. <laughs> Was there, um, I know you said uh, people would like, we're talking about the, when they like, talk to you like you're slow or like because you were, you were uh, living in the South. Did that like have like a huge impact on who you were collaborating with at the time? Huh. That's a great question. Um, no, uh, I don't think it did. I think being young in the South, I was, I think, well, how old was I when I moved out here? 18? I think it was 17, 18 when I moved out here. Um, I was trying to find my way. Like, who's popping out here? Who can I work with? And crazy thing is, my sound wasn't what it is now because right. what i was making then was more like <laughs> lex luger like roscoe dash Waka mm-hmm. type stuff i was making at that time is so, that trap yeah so that was like i guess that was yeah that was trap trap that was like shorty red mm-hmm. shorty red that was um who else i'm uh, Zay 12 and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I was just trying to find my way. And I ended up linking with a few good people that I'm still cool to this day. Actually, my homie Phil's just actually um, hit me up. It's like, yo, do you, you want to perform? I perform here a lot too. He was like, you want to perform um, next month? I was like, yeah, for sure, bro. Like, why not? So I perform here, I think, like four times. Um, it's been dope experience like every time mm-hmm. so, yeah. pretty welcoming every time hmm? pretty welcoming every time yeah um yeah. i remember i first because i went back to va so when i went back 2016 then i came back and i performed um i i was outside it was this what's the name of the um club it was a bar called snug harbor and a lot of people come through like recently um well recently for me bodie james came out um he was there one time um elza was there skazu i think was there uh shayna war so on and so forth a lot of people was there mm-hmm. that performed um but back then when i performed this outside inside i was outside and some people perform inside and I was getting busy. Like, I got to find a clip and I'm going to post it. I was getting busy. Um, I had a crazy set. I had this crazy, crazy brandy flip that I did. And everybody was like, yo, who is this? Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to my bro, Phils, because he recorded it. And you could hear the dude action. I'm like, who is that? He's like, oh, yeah, that's my boy, JR Swift. So that was fire. So, yeah, they was welcoming for sure. Awesome. Yeah, did you find that it was important to make music that you could dance to in the South more so than stuff you could just bob your head to? Um, well, I mean, I think I was trying to make, I guess, a transition too. Mm-hmm. 
um i was still growing i was still growing as a producer i was trying to find like like what sound i wanted to do like what was fitting to me um mm -hmm. so i got stuff that people still could vibe to yeah you just like mm, that's me and that's crazy and i got stuff that's like something completely different so mm -hmm. um i i think at that particular time it was just what i was just playing i had a brandy flip i had other stuff too just when i make music mm -hmm. i make music for self but it's just the vibe y'all may be able to just enjoy so it's a little bit mm -hmm. for everybody. like you might just want to dance you might just want to have fun or you just i want to hear something crazy i just you know you don't want to make that that face so <laughs> Um, I just make music just for people to enjoy. So, you know. So, let me ask you: with what was it like? Um, what was it like growing up in a in, in a household with a, a mm -hmm. father who is also a producer mm -hmm. or in the music industry? Mm -hmm. Um, it was smooth. Um, mm -hmm. I said, shout out to A1. So, um, <laughs> my pops and A1, they always used to work all of the time. They all used to work. Mm -hmm. So, that's where I would get my inspiration from. Like, I would just hear, um, like, I might be in my room with my cousins and my homie. Like, we had our own little group. Mm -hmm. And I would be engineering, recording, making beats. Um, this is like when I first started. So, I was like 13. But I would hear, my pops recording A1 in, in his room, well, my, my mm -hmm. father's room, they was, you know, doing anything. That's why we get inspired, like, or not, like, I'm definitely gonna do um, the music for sure. So um, it was a dope experience, even growing up, like, in New York. He used to have me around a lot of different people from Coogee mm -hmm. uh, Rap, AZ. I seen AZ, I done wow. seen Rap, I done seen uh messing somebody that's in flavor flav i don't seen uh Buster Rob. Buster okay. Rums. <laughs> um uh apparently buckshot came through the crib when i was young mm -hmm. i was like five or something oh Pat 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 boom yeah <laughs> can't can't forget pap who's um, yeah at all um yeah a lot of people so i was definitely had me around a lot of people that's like family, right? Papoose, you. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. So, what was one of your most memorable moments growing up in that kind of environment? Seeing Buster Rhymes for real. Like, because <laughs> this is the time where he was like dumb, skinny, had the mm -hmm. locks, and um, he might have been recording Extinction Level event. Kobe Brown, but mm. it's around our time period, so it might have been that. 98? 98. Yeah, it was around, around there, so it might have been for that album, and I was like, yo, um, kind of starstruck. I should have took a picture. So yeah. I, was being, man, I was a kid. And, um, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, ask you that, considering the household you grew up in, how often are you still starstruck? um i think as a 30 year old man um i they regular people just with money so <laughs> i mean 
The only time I got kind of starstruck, um, you know, I say twice, um, like Elza, Elza is probably my favorite MC. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was making, like, I had my beat making videos and I have mm-hmm. them on the gram and I sent it, I sent one to him. I didn't think he was going to open the DM. He opened it, the, the DM, listened to the beat, and he was like, yo, this is fire, this is crazy. And he just started going through my whole page and was like, yo, all of these is fire. And we ended up working. Um, you know, after that, but he gave me his number once he heard some of the beats. So I was starstruck then, um, a little bit, and then probably really just when I was linking up with Wes, like, because I didn't think that would happen because I went to a Gazelda show here in Charlotte, 2017, Mm -hmm. I think it was. He was on tour with the locks. Mm-hmm. And this by some chance I get a my first placement with him the year after. So 2018, I got my first placement. I was with Westside Gun. And then now having a relationship and building with him and seeing this man, like, you know, being to his house and um, you know, him showing my love, that's mm-hmm. still surreal to me. I still haven't really owned owned that. Damn, like, bro, I was just at a show with my homies, and he was like, yo, this is fire, crazy event at the time. I thought he was still building his name with Khan and, and Benny. So now, like, I can text him, yo, you good, you right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still different. I still haven't, um, uh, I guess, accept that yet. So crazy. Fully processed it. Right. Fully yeah. processed. Fully processed for sure. Crazy. Has that like oh. opened up a whole bunch of other um like doors for you working with them? With them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um don't you hear that money machine? um from well from Wes to Flea Lord, mm. from Flea Lord to Conway, um, and then working with them, Benny hit me up, but we haven't worked yet, but just him reaching out um, to me and Pat finally working, mm. so Sky Zoo, um, but I know Sky Zoo for a minute though, but finally right. working. Um, and then randomly out of the blue, Juicy J hit me up. Oh, so I was like, "Okay, then." When was that? When <laughs> was that, Jr.? Yeah, that was that was last year. Actually, that was recent. That was last year. Jeez, before and, the battle or the verses? That was. I gotta look at the, I gotta look at the DM. It was maybe the middle of last year, but it was wow. because. I know what type of music he does. I respect, like, bro is a legend. But um, I was like, huh? Because, you know, it was this whole artist, what is it, Artist 360 thing that was going on. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I could get you on if you pay for this playlist. And I thought, oh, it, was wow. those, yeah, I thought it was one of those things. And um, turns out it wasn't. He was like, 
nah, because at first, yo, word, word is born. I wasn't going to answer the DM at first. So um, I hit up A1. I was like, yo, bro, like, yo, Juicy J hit me up, bro, but I don't know if this is really him. <laughs> so, and I hit up somebody else, and she was like, yo, just open it. You know, you never know. And I, I just did. I respond. And yeah, he gave me his gave me his number and hit me on FaceTime. And I was like, oh, so this is real. <laughs> got you, got you. So yeah, um that was that was crazy too. My like, man, this is a Grammy nominated producer, artist. Then he went Oscar too. Then he get an Oscar from um Hustle and Flow. My man is successful, so yeah, um, yeah, it was it was crazy, but yeah, it definitely opened up a lot of doors for sure. Are there any other like dream collaborations? Yeah, I want a Drake placement. I want a Drake placement. I want to work with uh, Tory Lanez. I want to work with Young and May. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, I want to work with uh, Kendrick, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole, mm. I'm trying to think. Um, I wrote a list down. Banks, they would want a, a Lloyd Banks placement, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But like the Goat Goats, Kendrick, um, Cole, um, Yagin May, Tori When you're making something, they're like, do you have like them in mind? Like, like are you thinking about some of those dream collaborations when you're when you're making you know, beats and things to? Crazy enough, no. I really? don't. I just create. I like being free flowing. Like, you know, somebody else asked me that too. Um, it wasn't an interview, but uh, they was like, "Yo, did you just, you know, have somebody in mind when you create music?" And I'm like, no. I don't think about people when I'm just creating music. I just create music. It's for me. It's my therapy. So, but. I mean, it's- at the point of like when, you, when you're done, do you ever like think like, oh, I could hear this person on it or this person on it? That I do, I, I do do that. I'm like, you know what? I can hear some of such on here. So yeah, after the fact, after I'm finished, but yes, I, I do, I do that. But to say, yo, I'm about to craft something for X, Y, and Z. Um, unless I'm like in a space, like I did that for Wes, for Hitler, um, eight. But a lot of times, no, like I hear, um, I can hear somebody on on a joint, then I just send it, you know, try to send it to them. I try to get artists out of their comfort zone. That's why I don't create what an artist in mind. I'm okay, I think you sound fine on this. Let me send you this sort of challenge them, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of artists need to be challenged, so (laughs) that's all I'm here to do. I have a question here regarding Elza. Like, how did I know that's a look? Because that's a complete project. I love that project, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Gotta get your flowers on there. Everybody pick up the LPs, vinyls. When it's with him now, and you have your stash, or you, I, I don't know if I'm asking for too much sauce here, you can plead the fifth, and you <laughs> give him a stash of beats or whatever it is, do you then start to create according to where this is going, and I, now I'm telling it to him? Or is that not the process and it's up to you if you want to answer no 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 i did um i did a little bit of both honestly um 
some joints, majority of them joints was already made. Um, I'm trying to think like how when the cold summer was already made. Um, damn, might be the whole joint. I don't think nothing I created from scratch. Because to um, me, when I listen to that album, it does yeah. have a flow, and it does sound like it was made for him. But I don't know if that's the the production, the mixing, the sequencing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure what does that. But to me, it does sound like it's like a um, collaboration between the two of you. Like East meets West. Here we go, Midwest versus East. Let's do it. Not verse, but coming together. Sounds yeah. like, like a chemistry. Yeah. Nah, um, there's a little bit of. It was a little bit of like going back and forth, a lot of conversations. Like I was telling him, I was telling him that um, you know, you probably worse than me as far as like being a perfectionist with, with the craft because um <laughs> just imagine, right? Because there's a lot of songs that didn't make the album. So just imagine, let's say. 30, let's say 30 beats, right? Sit this man about 30 beats, 15 got recorded, you know, I think with 12 made the album, 10, 12 made the album, 11. Let's imagine what out of them 30, 15 of those, I had to speed up the tempo three different times or two different times. So once one beat may be at 82 BPM, then the next one might be like 84. So I'm doing that for every joint that I sent him. You see what I'm saying? So I was like, damn, bro. Like, but I understand what he was doing. He was trying to create a flow, a bounce. And that made me think differently when I'm approaching my beats now. So when I'm creating a beat and I'm usually at a certain BPM, I try to speed it up to get a different balance, a different feel, just because of him doing that. I'm like, okay, I can approach my music this way now. So shout out to L because man, and he said in his interview with um with, with shoes, with house shoes, he was like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of put him through it, but I appreciate <laughs> now it made me think um, my approach with for production. That was crazy. SP, you're muted. There you go. Oh, <laughs> so going, <laughs> just going back to your to your father. Um, what some of the advantages and disadvantages of having a parent that's in the same business as you? Um, arguing back and forth about who's the best. <laughs> And him, him and I both know I'm the I'm the top dog. Like what you mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm the top dog. Like, cause you know, I mean, with anything, there's gonna be somebody better than you, right? Mm -hmm. So we got the OGs. They paved the way. Mm -hmm. The dudes that came after them, they they're gonna be better than the dudes that. Back in the day, because new, newer technology, um, you learn more. You learn to do different things, better equipment, and the same after that. So we figured 
you start making beats in the 80s, the dudes in the 90s gonna be better than the dudes in the 80s. The 2000s gonna be better than the 90s, so on and so forth, because uh, technology is advancing. So I'm learning more. I'm learning how to do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, able to collab or learn from a different producer that I may feel is better than me and vice versa. So, yeah, like, I don't take nothing away because he's showing me the game, but I just, like, uh, 50-year-old Jordan trying to come out here with, with LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Or, <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't even say, Le- I can say LeBron, but it's like Jordan trying to come out here on the court and, and guard John Morant or something like that. Like, it's not going to be a good look. So, um, he stays lame. I stay in my lane. <laughs> Is he pretty encouraging though? Like, I mean, to 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 help you challenge your own art. Um, yeah, I, I would say that. Um, I would say he definitely encouraged. Um, it, it was just I I think surprising to him that he didn't think. I would be doing music because I never really spoke about music. So he tried to mm-hmm. be as much as possible. Like, you know, just be, just keep doing you. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, so I think I think about it, uh, I think about it a little different. Mm-hmm. When I hear, when I hear the newer <laughs> technology and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, man stuff has progressed so far but when i think back to the 80s and think about the sounds that they made with a tin can and a rubber band i'm like <laughs> but you know, you know it's amazing <laughs> yeah but you know it's crazy um i respect them though because <laughs> imagine having like a sp1200 with with i think 10 seconds of sample time I'm like, bro, what like what can I do with that? Knowing <laughs> I got I got a drum machine right here in front of me that I could dump a whole I put whole albums in here. I could put a 40 minute album into my drum machine, scan through, see what mm-hmm. I want to use, and then chop it up like that. You can't do that on no SV twelve hundred, no ASR ten. You can't do none of that on those drum machines. You have a limited time to get busy. Do what you will with that. So I feel like having limitations make you a lot more creative. Mm-hmm. And having what we have now can make you lazy. So mm-hmm. um, I try to combine both. I try to challenge myself to be limited as well as I'm about to be free. I'm about to do whatever I want. But I think um, that's why I have two programs I use. I have my drum machine that I use. And I would use another program, and I try to be um, limited. I try to limit myself on the MP. No, I could do a lot on it, but I try to limit myself as far as the workflow on it. Um, and then do whatever I want free will on my other uh, equipment that I use. See, I always think they had they had um, five minutes. 20 30 seconds of record time they just yell out the window bouquet bring the drum down here <laughs> now um you know what's crazy though is that boom you know with recording um what they would do 
I think they would either speed up the sample. I think they would speed up the sample. Yes. So if they find like a, a small piece, they're like, yo, this is fire right here. They speed it up then into the machine and then they start to pitch it back down. So that way they can have more sampling time. I think that's crazy, but you gotta think um so uh dang, I lost my turn. Lost my it, forced, oh. it forced them to be more creative. That's what I was thinking yeah. of answering the question before. I, yeah. I, I I know that there were limitations, but I think you really what they say, um necessity is the uh invention. Oh here I go now. I can't get this <laughs> necessity oh. is the invention of what is the creativity or creation. I think that right. it forced them to make just like with reggae music or dance, I was like, man, we ain't got much. Like she said, a rubber band and a tin can. It's like, we got to make this joint sound heavy. And you know them reggae. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Meanwhile, then you go to see the studio and you're like, this little Matchbox BS studio made tingling or whatever big song. By yeah. and, you're like, and then you see platinum plaques and you're like, they did not record this in here. And they're like, yeah, Shabo Ranks was right in there. And you're like, that's just the size of my closet. Anyway. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if you go and look, at some classics that was made on the 1200 right like um like uh, uh like flavor in your ear right that's one of my yeah. favorite joints easy mobi easy mobi gets crazy as we 1200 but it's not a lot going on um it's just then but it's the essence, right? That the essence of that beat alone. Yo, I'm about to go throw on. I don't got no hair, but I'm about to go throw on a durag, a hat, <laughs> a big goose, jeans, mad baggy Tim's, and just feel like I'm. You know what I'm saying this. This is just the essence that I love and enjoy. Um, same with um, he rock with uh, uh, man, word the word is yours. Right, was it right now? Um, the Nas joint, yeah, yeah, it was that joint. He was showing how he did it, he had different banks he was going through, and the piano loop was crazy, crazy. So I'm like, damn, he did that on that, right? Like, now you can make that being like five minutes, you know what I'm saying? You can make that being like five minutes, but. It's gonna not have the same character as it did with the old drum machines. You gotta think it's analog, the machines old as hell. Um, the warmth is missing though. The, the warmth is not gonna be there. The drums are not gonna be as punchy. The bass line is not gonna be as thick as it needs to be. Um, it's a lot of imperfections with those, a lot of productions from back in the day. So that's why yeah. now when, when I create music, I don't quantize. I try to make my drums dirty and dusty as possible. It's not going to be as low and heavy as the drums from back in the day, but it's going to be damn near close. Like you listen to a lot of a lot of the old tribe stuff and all of that. It's some of the low end, extra low end that's added into the drum. That's why they sound the way that they sound. You could kind of emulate that now, but it's not going to be the same. I can't. I can't lie. I miss those drums. You, you know, my southern missed that. That, doom, doom, doom. 
knock in the trunk. Right. Shattering the windows of people <laughs> as we ride down the road. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. It's hard to um get that now because everything is I feel like over here in America at least things mm. is advancing so fast. Over there, maybe in the UK, they still use a lot of the the old school mm-hmm. equipment. We do here in the states, but you got to be a purist or um, you come from that era and you don't mind um, that slow ass workflow. So yeah, it's I, like I can't lie. I, uh, every car I buy. I, I taste I test the system with everlasting bass. <laughs> Every car I buy, that's the first song I play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if it can if it can project that song like I'm used to hearing it, then I'll be like, okay, I can get this car. <laughs> that's all the that's all the criteria I require in the car is that you make everlasting everlasting bass sound like it sounded when i heard it the first time mm. <laughs> that's fine well <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> i totally i had a question now i totally forgot it but let me ask another <laughs> one i had a i had a question about production i totally forgot mm. i'm gonna ask a different question my bad um so when it comes to like the pr- production do you think that the new produce oh now shit Hold up. So I know this is going to be a piss poor. Sorry, SP. You're going to have to edit this. I'm sorry. Let me start up again. Stop, stop. JR, do you Mm. think that with mixing and stuff like that, right? Like, because that was a major part of these records. Like you were talking about with Tropical Quest. What's that guy? Bob Power, whatever. He was like the major mixer on that. And you got Cypress Hill and certain engineers and all of that. Now, when it's more of a one man shoulders, so to speak, right? And bedroom bedroom productions, you know, in your palm, whatever. Do you think that that takes away from the overall sound of it? Not so many hands being on it, not so many quote unquote specialists. Like I specialize in engineering, I record vocals. I specialize in the mixing. I specialize in the. Do you think that changes having less cooks in the kitchen, so to speak? Yeah. Um, the reason why it changes now in today's modern music is because, um, you know, when a lot of people's hands is in a pot as far as like mixing and you get the record back, it doesn't sound the way you envision. So if I'm sending you stems, let's say they back in the day, right? I send my man the mix, whoever I'm working with, send you the mix, the stems and everything. And you know how you envision it sounding. And you get that record back and you like, damn, my cake has no ass. Like there's no low end, the snare, paper thin, like, you know, it's that's the quote of the day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we use these we we use these tools for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is supposed to be imperfection. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like these equipments was never made for us. 
NPCs was really for dance producers, like technos and stuff like that. It was really made for them. But Club in the house. Yeah, but we took it. It was like, nah, I like the sound of this. We about to get crazy. So that's why we have what we have today with the dirty sound and stuff. But going back to the mixing, I send you, I send you a record, my beat, and it's trash. Nah, you can't put that out. You got to find somebody else, or I'm going to have to mix it myself. That's why now I try to be a man of my word and... Yo, I'm not sending you no stems. Or if it's like, I right, if I do bend on, you know, the, my word, let me hear, let me hear you mixing. Let me, let me hear what you got, bro. Nah, that ain't it. I'm God. My man's can mix this, and I, I could say I have a dedicated engineer, my um, my homie that I know since being out here for a minute. Um, that I met twenty uh twenty eleven. He mixes my stuff. I feel comfortable when him mixing it. Or I might have my man Chase Moore. I mix my stuff, but dedicated. I send it to my man Soup because he know my sound and he understands it. So, but um, nah. Uh, now producers are mixing their own because they know what type of sound that they're going for. Same for myself. Like if I'm using dusty ass drums if i'm going for a dusty sound i don't want you to clean it up i don't want you to take crazy low end out and and boost the mids and the highs and make it sound clean nah, i want my sound like this if there's really no highs in my beat the high, that's for the vocals the vocals supposed to be for the mids and highs but add highs to my beat as a whole then where the vocals are gonna sit anyway. I might add some high end on the snares, but my kick is sitting a certain way with my bass. Like I'm doing the technical stuff. I'm trying to have the kick and bass relationship a certain way. I'm trying to have a certain sound. So you're gonna have a lot more, a whole lot more producers mixing their own stuff because they know what sound that they're going for. So um how how would i know you you mentioned it before a little bit about the the grimy sort of but how would you like um describe like your sound like i know you said you you had a sound like envision how it's going to be but how would you describe it to somebody else like if they're unfamiliar with your, your stuff um it's kind of it's kind of hard to like if i'm telling the engineer because a lot of engineers are school trained Right, some is school trained, some is textbook. Uh, yeah, like school trained text textbook, and others like y'all learn from somebody. So mm-hmm. you might have somebody who's like, "I went to school for this. I know what I'm talking about." And a lot of engineers are like that. I went to school for this, and all I'm talking about. Then you have like, even though I know his background, he could have went to school, but like Mike Dean, right? Like mm-hmm. being crazy engineer. Didn't know he makes a lot of early Kanye stuff. Blew my mind. Didn't know that. But he's known for like the crazy 808s from Travis, like Travis Scott stuff. Like the 808s be so crazy. Like then they're distorted. But I like how he mixes. A textbook school engineer would be like, mm-hmm. oh, he's hella wrong. 
he's wrong. The you follow have, the formula instead of like right, how it feels. Right. I'm going off of feel. You can't teach that. You can't teach right. our feelings. I can't teach you how to feel what I'm feeling. So I would just do this myself and make best way possible. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, my sound is it's kind of hard to tell somebody else. You know? Um, unless they, you know, they've been mixing a while and somebody that I'm kind of familiar with. Like I would let Eddie Sancho mix all my stuff. I would let um, Young Guru mix my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Else that was fire. Um, and the engineer who makes Beg for Mercy, the Gina album, I forgot his name, but um, even Mike Dean, I let Mike Dean make makes my album too. So, but Bob Power too, Bob Power is fire, but that's why I'm going like clean because he makes the light by common. Um, that was cool. But that's pristine, clean mix. I want something like grimy, so I'm probably gonna go to Guru or Eddie Sancho for that. So I thought I thought mm-hmm. you all say like Mad Lib. <laughs> what, no, I'm, like, I'm like, just playing. I'm playing. Uh, yeah, I'm playing. I love it, but a lot of people are bashing that new Black Star. I love it, but people are like, what uh, kind of mixing is that with that lo-fi song? I'm like, yo, I listen to so, some people like that. Like, I like that, and I break speakers, yeah. and I like that. I bust speakers in my car and have to change them. I'm like, yo, I still love this lo-fi. I don't care, even if it's distorted. But that's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't, I haven't heard it. We could talk about that later. Damn, it's, it's so it's okay. We'll talk about that in a minute because I'm interested to. Well, the, the the uh the good thing is nobody is making music for everybody. Yeah, so, yeah some yeah. things ain't some things ain't for them. Yeah, Go sit in the yeah. corner. <laughs> because yeah, because even on the Black Star, sorry, my bad. Even on the Black Star album, like some of the vocals are definitely different levels. You could tell like things are choppy. Talib claims he took hours and you know weeks and months to mix it. It was him holding it up. Really, one, it was about the distribution for the money, but then it was also too like I want a certain sound. Then it comes out, and everybody's like, "Why does this thing sound like this?" But I love it. I love. I love that kind of. I love that kind of. Funky, distorted. Uh, That's the right word, distorted. Yeah, Lo-fi. I, 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 I love that. Those are the kind because I guess because those are the kind of sounds that I'm used to hearing. You know, UGK making music in the bathroom with a mattress up. That's the kind of shit you gonna get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, that's microphone. The kind of stuff I love. Right, like I don't. Like if I'm making an album, which I I mean I am making an album, but um I don't want something clean. Like mm-hmm. I like I like imperfections. I wanna hear you rap you're somebody, you know what I mean? You're hey yo, I'm trying to hear that in the background. You know what I'm saying? Go yeah. to um F- uh, Fantastic Volume One, Slum Village. That's fire, no. fire. So yeah. duper dirty, but yeah. the, the feeling, like you said, that feeling is there. 
it's the feeling. It's like, yo, this drink crazily unmixed, but you vibe into it. You know, the, the album front to back because um, the vibe, like I'm a big vibe person. If I, if I can't create and be free with the vibe, then I'm probably going to put it down and let somebody else, you know, handle that. But albums like that creates a certain feeling. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a place for everything. Like, if I want something crazy, clean, yo, let me holler at, let me holler at Bob Powell. Let me holler at Drake. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me go let me go mm-hmm. get my dream really polished. I'm not usually going for that sound. I want kind of imperfections. Um yeah. good enough though. I want it to be audible, but um yeah, I'm I'm going for a certain sound. I don't need nothing clean. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh I guess it's 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 that sound like uh you Remember, they used to have the microphone attached. The they used to have the microphone attached to the speaker. With <laughs> you talking about the Fisher Price thing? Fisher Price. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a little bit of an echo in the back. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I do. I remember that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, music. Music is supposed to be fun. You see what I'm saying? Like it's supposed to be enjoyable. Like, like I said, the most fun I probably had was the, the infant stage of my music career when I didn't really know a damn thing. It was just me and my cousins in my room every weekend recording. Some more my homies come through. We recording on the Radio Shack mic. I'm engineering. And recording over G unit instrumentals, like that was that was a fun time for me. I enjoyed those times until I should enjoy music, but now it's more business. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like making sure I continue to open up more doors for myself and have a successful career. Cause now it's a career. Now it's not. Yeah. Oh, let me. Like, I want to sign the G unit. You know, I want to. You know, it's now it's, it's not a hobby anymore. It's like. Yo, I'm on the court. As, as they say, I'm on the court. I'm not, I went from the stands to on the bench to now I'm on the court dropping 20. You know what I'm saying? So it's still fun, but now it's like continue, mm-hmm. you know, make this like a business that way I continue to feed myself. Then if I ever want kids, feed my family. So um, it's different now. Yeah, I, I'm feeling you. I, 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 um, sit back and remember the days when I could just go on Twitter and call somebody a stupid (laughs) (laughs) without without worrying you know without even the thought I still probably will but at least now I'll think about it before I do (laughs) allegedly Allegedly. I think about it a little bit before I actually say <laughs> Allegedly. That's so we had the we had the pleasure of uh speaking to A one. A one is is your cousin. Mm-hmm. Um 
I said that like you didn't know. <laughs> like, like really? <laughs> really? You know that's Boy, your cousin, you right? <laughs> On your mama's side. <laughs> Baby's mama's 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 I talk to A every day. That's that's my my big brother. That's my you know my close cousin. That's also my big brother. Um, my natural advisor. Um, what I'm going through it personally. Um, my therapist. But you know, I try to tell them like, yo, you know, I I don't like the trauma dump on people. I handle my own. But mm-hmm. you know, you got to talk to people. But you know, he's mentor um you know he cursing me out from time to time let me know like yo what is you doing you know sometimes we can get in our own way you know sometimes i might say like you know i may i may express you have twitter moments oh i'll be wild allegedly i'll be wild on twitter but um you know if i'm thinking you know if i have an idea about something and then he may come me off and say the same thing I was about to say. He's like, yo, see? So we here, we, we on the same wavelength. You like, yo, basically mm-hmm. you, you gotta trust yourself a lot more. So yeah, um, he you know, he just one of those people that really, 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 really pushed the envelope for me for years when you know JR Swift wasn't even JR Swift, it was this producer that was on SoundCloud. This Mm-hmm. that was just on Twitter in the early days and before what it is now. That was just, you know, trying to find himself. He was always there to give me game up to my first placement, up to where I am now. So, um, yeah, bro, bro is everything. So, yeah. Are there any, like... Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, are there any, like, pros or cons to... Uh, to- uh, having a master cousin and then being sort of like you guys are in the same, uh, I mean, in the business, but not like you know what I mean. Are there any pros and cons to that? With him, um, as an MC? Being, yeah, and being right. like in the same field but different positions. I would say yeah. Um, some of the information I try to, um, some information I, I hold high for sure. Like a lot of things you do say, I take. Like, you know, I definitely highly respect, but I take with a grain of salt too, because he is an MC and I'm a producer. So we are in different professions and in our workplace. So he the MCs I produce, even though he works with a producer and other producers, but how we grind, how we get money, how we get, you know, be seen is different than the MC. The MC usually gets seen first, then it's like everybody else. So it's like for me as a producer, I get seen in a different way, you know. So for me, how I get seen is through the beats and showing, you know, polo and showing, you know, just just really just being me. I don't like playing uh I'm like I'm like Diddy. I'm not gonna play the background. Like nah I got to see me. So um yeah so I hold a lot of information high for sure 
but I try to take some things with a grain of salt because um, he is an MC. I'm a producer, so. But and how y'all really eat better. is different too. How y'all eat is different too. Like how the money flow is different from an MC versus a producer. That's interesting too. That approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, um, it's kind of the same too. Like he, like an artist may put out an album on Bandcamp. We put out an album on Bandcamp, right? So, you know, um, it could be an album that the producer fully produced or an instrumental album. An artist can put out an album on all the, you know, the DSPs. A producer can do the same thing. So mm-hmm. essentially it's the same. It's just you may hear somebody else rap or if you dope as a producer, you might hear your, other people go hear you rapping or they just gonna hear your beats. Mm-hmm. For other people listening to that artist putting out music, uh, you know, they may be judged on the content who you are as, a, as an artist and the production that you're picking. So essentially, the grind is, is kind of similar, but the passage is different. So, um, the pe- people often talk about the state of hip hop. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question only because the way I view hip hop and the way I think hip hop is compared to rap is two totally different things in my <laughs> in my purview. You know, when I look at it, I don't look at the radio for hip hop I listen to the, if I'm listening to the radio that's just rap or pop music or something you know what I mean uh-huh. but what do you think about the state of hip hop right now um I wish we had a little bit more diversity but that could be me, and maybe I need to expand my my palette a little bit because I'm hearing people kind of people trying to follow Gazelle the formula mm-hmm. and things gonna work for them instead of finding what works for them. So. You know, they trying to a lot of people trying to follow their formula, and I'm not hearing a lot of diversity as far as the music, as far as the style of production either. So yeah, I'm looking for, you know, I'm just looking for that. Like I remember my iPod years ago, yeah, yeah, years ago. I remember the albums that I had. It might have been Lil Pay, might have mm-hmm. been some T Pain on there. Might have mm-hmm. been some G unit on there. Might have been mm-hmm. some NERD on there. You know what I'm saying? Some Pharrell. So it's diversity from yeah. all over the place. Now it's like it's different people, but it's like they made one note. Exactly. Um, I think we had a conversation with uh even with um Rhyme Ecology and we were talking about this. And yeah, it, even in in boom bap right now, it's you. Everybody's either on a drumless beat, you know, 
and or everybody's on this soft flowy with a with a bit of bass in the background or you know it's even with the boom bap hip-hop it's now starting to sound alike just like i complained about the auto-tune in mainstream hip and mainstream rap i'm kind of getting that feeling towards um hip um hip-hop because everybody is kind of it's either going to be a drumless beat or it's going to be um a soft jazzy beat with a small amount of bass in the back you know so when i find people like uh fly anakin you know or crumb where you have you have or, or even the beats that that you've made with the there's something different that you can hear in the background and like what the hell did he put right there what what's what is that those kind of beats that catch your ear that's why i love the way you produce because you have there's always something in your production that's a little different where i'm listening to like is that a flute what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and I appreciate you for paying attention. That is that's being a, a hip hop purist. I'm that, you know, I tell niggas all the time. Um I tell people all the time that I'm better than y'all. And I'll I'll be playful with it, you know what I'm saying? But I'll be dead serious too, because I want people to step up their their musicality. Like I was around certain people and you had to be the best of the best like i listened to a lot of early kanye a lot of Johnny blaze like you like i, I come from the era of gene and, and dipset and, mm-hmm. and of course Rockefeller, but gene was like that's you know my group so i'm looking at the albums who was the who was the producers on mm-hmm. these albums? It was either Jake One, it was High Tech, it was Knots, it was Dre, it was either Danon, it was um, Needles, so on and so forth. There's so many different people. You go to Dipset, you know, it's heat makers and um, A rap music. But I'm looking at who who on these albums. Why is albums so you know, why is it crab so ill? Even looking at um like the game, right? The game, some of the game production is fine. You listen to mm-hmm. uh Doctor's Adv- uh with the Doctor's Advocate with documentary and Doctor's Advocate. It was a lot of West Coast stuff, of course, from I think Jelly Girl was on there. Um Well I am had a joint on there. Um of course high tech nice so on and so forth. It's a, it's a lot of top tier producers that I respect. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear stuff like that. It may not have to yeah. be those type, you know, those producers, you know, but they're all producers that's as dope or even better. You know what I'm saying? That, that this is dope, even dope or even better. Um, but 
the artists, I feel like not really having that ear. So what that lets me know, y'all not really challenging yourselves enough. Cause there's producers out here that's fire, but y'all just comfortable with who y'all getting beats from. And that and if that's who you're going for to build your sound with, that's something completely different. But if you're putting an album together, I want to hear some diversity. Yeah. And I don't think we're for me personally. I don't think we get we're getting that. I think we're getting the same one note. Mm-hmm. What happened is hip hop, underground hip hop, actually is gonna it's gonna be boring. So that's why I'll come in and I'm going to challenge you. I'm not going to keep giving mm-hmm. you. I'm not going to give you the same thing. Like even when I gave um, like some of the earlier batches to Griselda, it was stuff I know they would get on, and it's, it was stuff. Like now, I kind of want to hear y'all on something different. I want to challenge these artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not about just, you know, everybody on the paper chase. It's not even just about money. We're about this love of music. Like, do something different. The T Pain mm-hmm. said, do something else. So, to kind of help cultivate like a, a diversity, if you could build an, a label yourself, like, a, who would you who would you have on there? You know, like an ANR. Your artists, producers, engineers, like what how would you how would you build that? If I had to build if I had to build a label, it would it would it, I would try to give them a feeling like ruckus mixed mm. with huh ruckus mixed with more rocking with maybe a, um I guess maybe like an early death jam. So and I don't think I have an A and R. I don't really know too many A and R. I don't think I would do an A and R. But engineers, probably like a guru. How many engineers I can do? What is it like two? Uh, two. Two engineers. I would do Dre. Dre would be my engineer, and then Eddie Sancho. So I have that balance. Mm-hmm. As far as like label mates like an art like artists artists um probably like uh depending on what don't want hit records <laughs> uh, i don't care if I want no hit records i'm going for for them vibes um i'll put rod digger in there rod digger fonte alizar skazu um yeah, I'm really trying, trying to think. Um, that's on we gotta have some grand. I'll put Conway in there. Um, trying to think who was then. Um, man, I'm having like I'm drawing a, a blank. Oh, Kendrick. <laughs> Kendrick would be in there, tripping. Um, oh, I'm going to put a group in there. I guess that that's, that'll be my eighth. Uh, MOP. So, yeah, MOP for sure. Um, producers. Um, damn. Who produces drinks? I don't know. 
Oh, high tech. High tech being there. Underrated, highly underrated. Highly mm -hmm. underrated. How many producers I can put in there? I put three. So high tech. I need somebody that's crazy with the key. I'm also trying to think. Like on my list. And the output of black milk in there. Fire. High tech black milk. And then somebody with keys. This might surprise y'all. Yeah. If he get able to collab with somebody as far as like drum programming and stuff. But I will put Ryan Leslie in there. Oh, he's fire. He's fire. Come on. He's fire. I'll put Ryan Leslie in there. Gotta have somebody, you know. That to create them the real landscapes, you know. Um, his yeah. albums were crazy. Yo. He had the game on lock for a minute. I don't know why he just whoop, disappeared, but he did his thing. Nah, the, the game changed. Like that was a crazy time period, especially like with R and B. It was, it was the transition thing. But really, it didn't transition well. I only like how R and B transition. It was a lot of dope producers that was doing anything, a lot of artists too. From like Ryan Leslie was doing his thing, uh, Mario was doing his thing. Even some of the producers like Brian Michael, but like Brian Michael Cox, um, like Stargate, um, J.R. Rodham, and you know, like um, the Neo Soul movement, like Jill Scott's producers, and yeah, you know. like. The transition wasn't really well. Neo Soul kind of stayed the same, you know what I'm saying? Like Dwelly, Jill Scott, and stuff like that. That kind of stayed the same. Like, that was always gonna be a vibe. Um, because it had like an underground feeling to it. That's why I like Neo Soul, it has like an underground feeling to it. RB, RB, um, transition and kind of like fizzled out a little bit and kind of became underground as well. It's crazy. Can I can I give a quick suggestion going back to your label thing? A and R. I don't know the names. Give, don't you probably know them better than me? But the A and R's from Loud Record. Who was them two? It was like two main A and R's, and I think they worked at the Source magazine or whatever. That was oh, finding no. the talent. But that's probably some people you would want to um, have on there. The cast who found like Mob Deep, the because mm. Lord because they had an ill ill roster. And whoever the A and R was there. Knew how to how to put it together. You talking alcoholics, right? And all of that. So I can see that with whatever you're doing. And I just have one question related to what you said because I want to challenge that. You said you said, "Damn, do I want hits or do I want the vibe?" And I'm wondering, is it possible to mesh the two? Because I think back in the day, quote unquote, a hit was a hit, like Humpty Dance and all. I mean, these joints were just joints. I don't. There was no. Remember, at one time there was no quote unquote underground, above ground. It was just nah. that's the jam, or it ain't the jam. It's the rock era that kind of started that whole backpack of verses, blah blah blah. So, do you think that that can come back again? A hit maker that is, I mean, Griselda's probably the closest, but do you think the two uh, can coincide and coexist? I'm, I mean, Lil Scrappy made a whole album. Have made a whole song. No, with she just did a not just say squeaking. With just a mattress squeaking, and it was number one. Get out of here. 
but ODC she, did not bring that name up. She did ask bring that question. Up. Yo, she not lying. Like, yo, listen, yeah. some cut was fine. Yeah. focused on the question. <laughs> some cut, listen, nah, some cut the was fire. Some cut was fire. Um, yeah. But can they coexist in the same space? Um, nah, I kind of like it where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I say that because it, it now it has its own individuality and in music because and of uh, because of DSPs. So that's like now you can find you can find your tribe. You can find the artists that you like and enjoy. You can find the producers that you that you like and enjoy. And you helping them build a catalog, you helping them advance as a MC or you know, singer or as a producer financially too, change their lives and in return change y'all lives. You know what I'm saying? By giving y'all great music. They upgrade their life, they're gonna upgrade y'all. So I think this is the best time because you're not subjected to what's on the radio. I listen to the radio to hear the same people spinning. Right. Now, I can go listen to, I can go listen to, let's say, Blue, and I can go listen to Code of the Friend, or I can go listen to, um, damn, what's, what's, uh, what's shorty name that sounded Snoop right now? Ah, uh, I can't think of her name, but I can't think of her name right now, but you can listen to like Zaya Bell, or you can listen to Snow, what's it, Snow Allegra? Like, you could have this different variety of people that you can vibe with. And got your headphones on through the night, and it's cruise, and you're running up the stream, and you're having to win because they make you feel good about, about you. Instead of, okay, I'm cruising, let me throw on the music. You already know it's going to be on the radio. It's going to be Little Baby, The Baby, Meg, Cardi. Maybe Migos, um, same people. So many the same yeah. people spin on the radio. Nah, I might throw on. I might listen to R.J. Payne. Might listen to some Elsa. Might listen to some Skazu. Might listen to some Dwelly. <laughs> you know, it's this is just a rug. Yeah, I think what I, I I think to be completely honest that people um, most of the music that I discover. I discover on YouTube just people who are listening to new artists. Some of the dopest artists I found is just scrolling through YouTube and like, oh, let me listen to this. Or people who are dropping their links on Twitter and they're like, listen to my song. Okay, I'll listen to it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I got clues, it ain't gonna take but a couple of minutes out of my day to sit and listen to your song. And if it's ass, I'm gonna tell you. So <laughs> if you're gonna tell people to listen to your song, put the best shit out. Don't <laughs> don't wow. DM me, no trash. Don't be like Please, I'm saying Dre. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm glad you you've been open and honest to the artist because man, I ain't gonna lie to you. And this is where I do miss about music. If you was a fan 
You was a fan. You not trying to do music. You not trying to do it. Yo, I'm a fan of such and such. Yo, you ever thought about rapping? Nah, I'm good. I don't want to rap. I don't want to sing. I don't want to make beats. I'm just a fan of the art. I love Mm -hmm. that. Other way it makes me feel. Those same fans, yo, I make beats now. Y'all rap now. I sing now. Wow, you just can't be a fan, like, nah, like, because they feel like it's easy. They feel like uh-huh. you know, um and jump in the field that I've been doing for mad long, and yo, I'm about to do my thing here. And yeah, but this ain't what you think it is either. So I miss those days. The fans were fans, and the people that you know back in the day. You got to think equipment, and you know, equipment now is a lot more accessible. But back in the day, a piece of equipment may run you two, three thousand dollars. So it wasn't a lot of producers like that. And then, you, if you did get your hands on some equipment, you had to be dumb nice. People would have to hear about you being crazy around your neighborhood, maybe in a few beat battles, or if you're a DJ, few DJ battles really getting busy. Um, but now everything's so accessible, so it's like, oh, let me, let me go ahead, let me, let me go, let me go to this website and buy this program and learn how to make music. And a lot of producers from the eighties, nineties, and who even started in the early two thousands, that's still doing it now, learned the musicality of music, learned mm-hmm. about. Like, this is something I don't hear a lot of producers do now. A lot of newer producers, they don't play bass lines. So I, I would hear a fire beat, and I'd be like, yo, this would be even more crazier if you do a fire bass line in it. But if you don't really know music theory or if you kind of tone deaf, mm-hmm. bass lines going to be crazy. But some people made it work. Like, Resident had crazy out-of-key bass lines. But it was the greatness, it was the feel. But I grew up around people like Knox and other people that was crazy with bass lines. And I'm studying like Dilla, I'm studying like Black Milk, High Tech. And these dudes had crazy ability with you know, musicality. I was just watching um, Mass Appeal, um, uh, what's the, the, the drink where they digging in the craze blindfolded? Um, Damn, I forgot the name of the, the show, but I was watching High Tech episode and it was just going crazy. I'm like, man. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people don't really have what's in your bag. Not what's in your bag. I know I know what you're talking about. My bad. No, no. Nah, I don't um, know what you're talking about though. They go on blindfolded. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. kill it. And they pick five records or something. Right. Sense. They always kill it. I haven't seen anybody go in there and make nothing whack. It's amazing. Uh-huh. No, nah, there was a few people that that definitely. I didn't watch as many episodes as you. Did, I, I watched majority of them, and I was like, "Oh, want to name any big producers that went in there with whack?" No, I'm explaining. Nah, nah, you could go in there and read them comments, and they will gladly tell you. Um. But yeah, um, I was watching his. Huh? I think that's one thing about uh, people always say we we 
don't have we are too harsh but i don't think people realize that people my age when we bought albums albums was like 20 bucks it wasn't like you could you just we made three dollars and 85 cents an hour 20 bucks was a lot of damn money and if i'm gonna spend 20 bucks on your album and then you sell me ass i ain't buying your album no more that's why it was so many one hit wonders because we was like oh fuck you we not buying yeah but you know we're not we, buying your shit no more that's what i'm saying but it's like we live in a such emotional <laughs> state right now we such in an emotional time because you tell somebody right now, SP, you tell somebody right now, yo, that shit is whack. Go back to the drawing board, right? Oh, you hating. They're going to offend it easily. Yeah, they're yeah. offended. And it's like, yo, like, okay, maybe you, you may be, you know, one of the few people who don't like him or her art. Okay, everybody arting for everybody. But then you got people that's like, yo, I don't like your art. Then it's like, nah, this motherfucker just whack. It's a lot of people that just, yo, Yo, if this was Showtime at the Apollo, bring the book, bring the book out. He <laughs> yeah. gotta go. She gotta go. So people not really being real. Even these dudes, they know they friends is what, but they thinking, yo, if he, if he get on, we on. Uh-huh. Nah, you need to tell your man, go back to another five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go back to another yeah. five, and y'all make it another way. You know. Maybe he'll be an A&R or something. Maybe he no talent. I don't know, but everybody ain't nice. People keep telling, and, and people keep telling uh, telling us that uh, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't discourage people's dreams. I was like, some dreams should be dreams. Some dreams should just occur while you sleep. <laughs> That's some damn. Some <laughs> shit don't need to be outside. Because people are laughing and they're not going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. If it's ass, I'm going to tell you, hey. Yo, I I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely been times where I wanted to vocally say, yo, this this project, project is not it from a lot of people. From a lot of people. But I know I'm on the court. And I'm just I'm the new kid on the block, right? Mm-hmm. Only been it's only been what, four years for me. Yeah. Um. So I'm still new. Like I'm, my feet still wet, everything. So, um, but I know music. Like I said, like yeah, you know, people like when you start when people feel like you're trying to discredit them, they like to talk money. That's cool. You don't talk money. Like we get money, but. At the end of the day, your crowd still still trash. You know what I'm saying? Or like sales. Yeah, like people always want to talk money when they feel mm-hmm. like you downplaying their yeah. art. And it's like, nah, you're you just swag, B. Just it is what it is. It's like you you just trash. Or just say it like my daddy used to say, even your money is ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but everything think about you. Everything, but people don't want to be humble. Like if somebody just like yo, Jay, y'all, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, I don't like this beat. Okay, cool. What you don't like about it? 
oh, I don't like I would do okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't get offended. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to people used to compare me to um to, to some people. People are like, oh yo, I thought you know Darren did this and stuff. I'm like, nah, that man got his own you could tell the difference. Like yeah. something that Darren does and something that JR Swift does or what from JR from you know Alchemist, so on and so forth. But those for the people that only listen to them, they ain't really, you know, a lot of these fans don't have a crazy musical palette anyway. They just gun hold on, on one particular thing. And that's right. cool, but it's a whole world out here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah. And, and you speak of like a whole world. You mentioned a few, few female MCs, and they don't get mentioned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've worked with uh, like Shay Noir. But um, are there any uh, any other female MCs you you'd want to work with in the future or near future? Me, yeah, I want to lock in with. Um, I want to lock in with. Um, I want to do. I want mind doing a project with Shayna War. Um, love the genius from drum work. I want to do a project with her. I think that'd be fine. I might ask you to text her. I might be like, yo, let's do a project or something. Um, she's fired. Shayna Ward, Love the Genius, um, Rod Digger. I'm trying to think who else is crazy. Um, the shorty named Kumbaya, she's fired. She's from, she's from New York. Um, she Red, she's from. Stop it, SP. From uh, where's she from? Florida, she's fired. Who was? Um, and Rhapsody. I want to hear you work with Backwoods, sweetie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I sent her some joints. Oh, oh, she working? She got anything? Um, she working on? I know she's about to add a project with Furious Styles. I don't know what happened with it, they ain't even put the album out. Yeah, I, I, she mentioned uh, not too long ago that there was some holdup. She didn't. She didn't go into detail, obviously, but like there was some holdup on something because they only released like two singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I know she dropped her project, and I don't know, yo, like not the you know, not to switch the subject, but a lot of people was giving her some flack, and I don't know why, because I guess she's new on the scene, dropped the project, and a lot of people was rocking with it. It's pretty dope. Like I don't. I don't know why they get her flat. Yeah, they give her, oh, can you do it? I bet you can't, like you said before, I bet you can't do it again. Oh, that was luck. Yeah. I think it's that. There's a little bit of that hate. And JR, to be quite frank, you've caught you've caught your shares of flat. What do you what do you have to say to them right now on the record? <laughs> you know, you know, the the oh, what they say, the love is fake and the hate is real. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean what what the the flag for for what like the only flag I really get is from producers like that's what I'm know, saying. Oh yo, you use this loop and this drum pack and and you did you know what I'm saying it just listen at the end of the day. Um, you know this is what House Shoes has said. I was doing the battle and um. I ain't really make it. I was there. I was there. I I thought it was dope what he said. Oh, I left the joint early. I was bent. I I, I ain't gonna lie. I was kind of tight. 
but I was kind of, I was, yeah, I was litty. Yeah, but so the next time that. when you came in, what he had said was classic. It 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 all arguments. Yeah, he was like, um, you know, it's cool to come back to the record, but when you're on the court, you're on the court. Well, you know, you don't see these dudes that's in the league coming back to the record. Like you in the league already. So when, for me, you got a bunch of people that's wondering how, you know, because I basically came out of the blue. Like let's keep it real. I came out of the blue. Boom, because other placement. Boom. Project with Elza, boom, Sky Zoo. So it's like I came in the game just smoking shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. So you know, this this the most highest plan. So I'm I'm not mm-hmm. I ain't about to downplay my success, but I could see why a lot of dudes would be upset, like, yo, how he doing this it's so early and got this success so early, and I've been doing this for, for years and yo. Get nice. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Be better. Shit, I don't know, but it's not my fault. So, you know, I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble by it. Um, but you know, I don't really. At least I don't try to brag and boast. Like I do talk shit. Like that's mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I'm humble by my success, and I'm always feeling like I could do more. Um, but at, at any given time, this should be taken away from me too. Like I could not get another placement. I could not get another phone call. Like this is a business at the end of the day. Like, yeah, you build those relationships, but um this game could be snatched from you. You could be popping today and then nobody's not checking for you no more. So um mm-hmm. I'm you know, I'm grateful for my position, but I can't worry about somebody other producers that's in the stands trying to get on the bench just to get on the court. Nah, just be better, or it's not your time, or you know, you just ain't nice. Maybe this should still be a hobby, you know. You know, and uh, so like um, in instances like that, like I, I know you said you you got pretty good place at like right off the bat, like you got really, you know, I want to say lucky because there's talent there too. But um, when things aren't kind of going your way, I mean, are there? Um, are there things that you you do like for like for your your own mental to, to get keep your headspace in the right you know keep in the right headspace so you can um you know go like move on are there are there things that you do to, to kind of you know yeah. what i'm saying self-care I, yeah um i mean i go get my bed done i was gonna i was gonna say something about you barrett because you're i <laughs> if you keep it up and you're gonna end up in that you know King Crooked and Black Thought, you know, and you know that that Beard Club because it's nice. I appreciate you. But Morgan said more than that off the record, but I did not say more than that. I said, "Oh, he has a nice beard." He sent me your Instagram, and I was, and I, it's like you know, the first couple ones are you, you're you're making um, uh, making beats, and I was like, "Man, he's got a nice beard." But I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, um, yeah, it's you know, outside of that, like self care is everything <laughs> for me, like. <laughs> That's the most I've seen Morgan smile during this interview. You notice that? I love it. <laughs> yeah, you funny. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I'm either playing the game, you know, which I rarely do, but playing the game, take my mind something off off music. Um, I go to the gym. Like I'm in the gym like four or five times a week. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
I had COVID. Get them endorphins, people, and serotonin. Are you serious? Well, yeah. speak on that. Yeah, so I had, you know, I don't know. Everybody was catching that. Shit. So I caught in December. Um, funny, and I mean, not really funny, but I, I gained weight. And a lot of people who had COVID lost weight. So I was like, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, the first I'm, case I heard of that. Yeah, I'm expecting to lose. But you know, I'm lose I'm like, that's some bullshit. But were you taking <laughs> steroids? Oh, here you go. <laughs> no, he was eating hormone, nah. hormone chicken wings nope. from Dallas <laughs> Barbecue. No, no. Normally they prescribe you the, the steroids. Nah, nah, nah. Um, I, it that wasn't that. SP? Oh, yeah. Steroids, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah, like okay. prednisone and stuff, yeah. Mm. Um, nah, I gave like, yo, thug it up. Was you eating more? Was you eating more? You're like an anomaly I was, right now. I was wilding. Or drinking or something. What, what, nah, what I, wasn't, you I wasn't drinking. I wasn't drinking. I was wilding with food, though. I was eating... Um, like two cans of chicken noodle soup though so you gotta feed that covid though so then you gotta feed that covid to get over it is that is that the remedy <laughs> i guess that's what it was but um i gained wild weight and then um you know i was like yo i don't feel good like, i'm usually a person in the gym anyway and i was like i don't feel good like this ain't really me so then when i went to the hospital and um the lady was like, the nurse, she was like, um, you know how much weight? I was like, no. I stepped on the scale. That's why I was like, oh, hold up. Nah. And I went to the gym. And I'm, I'm down 25, probably a little bit more now. But like 25, last time I checked, I'm feeling good, looking good as always. And <laughs> I'm trying to lose more weight. So I'm trying to get back to um 210. Right now, so I'm trying to get back to that. But see, so the game, working out, going for a walk, um, going to an event, like it's an event um this week. This well, tomorrow will be, you know, that week, but next weekend for a week from today, um Judge Blaze is battling Jake One. So yeah, that's what makes Just Blaze is highly slept on, I think, for his catalog to me. But what he's done, I don't think he gets enough due to me. And I think Jake mm-hmm. One is definitely slept on. Yeah, fire. Um, but they both battling next week. And who you got? Um the soundtrack battling vitamin D. Um damn. I don't know, man, because damn. It's Blaze because of the hits, I think, alone. Right? And the name. I'm thinking about beats. I don't care about hits. If you go about hits, then of course you're going to say that's Blaze. But if you think about beat for beat, I don't know. Just got some shit. I ain't going to lie. I mean, you got Show Me What You Got. You got, um, damn, it was a job I was listening to with, um, Jay, Dude, he got public service announcement. I mean, that's, that's it. You got uh, what's the joint with with Jay Z and Benny Single on? Um, I can't think. Throw of your hands up. No, 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 not that joint. No, no, no. Damn, I gotta look. What album you talking? 
Somehow, some way. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, and it's a couple others too. But um, yeah, he got some joints. But Jake one, if he played that one joint from G on it, um, ask somebody. He got to play that. That's my joint. Uh, but I, I, I think I got just winning. I think I got just Glaze. So some crazy piece he got. Yeah, I got just Glaze. For sure. And again, with the mixing, whoever mixes or engineers his stuff is not playing around. I don't know who that is. I guess that's Duro or whatever, but yeah, nah, stuff that was is well put together. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool um, all the yeah. way. It's crazy, crazy mixing. Yeah, a lot of the Rockefeller stuff is going to be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you work yeah. with um, hip hop artists. You work with conscious, so-called conscious rappers. I I don't know when they were sleep, but that's what they call them. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's all hip hop, but you know, everybody got to put a label on stuff. But uh, with all the different MCs that you've worked with, how do you pick um, which type of MC you're going to work with in the moment? Is it a feeling? Is it, or is just you send your stuff out and whatever happens, happens? No. I pick based on who I feel like. I can see myself working with, um, cause every you know, here's the thing too. Everybody not not you know, everybody's not gonna work with me. You know, everybody doesn't fit my style of production, mm-hmm. and it's not just the grammy stuff. I have other stuff in the bag too, but it may be my formula and how I approach a sample than others. And I just do different things. So it's people like now asking for asking for beats. But yo, this is it would be okay if we just didn't work, bro. Like you could just be a fan. And I could be a fan of yours, but we probably just won't work because yeah. you know, my style of production may not just fit you. And that's okay. Like, and I'm okay with that. I just go off of who I think is nice and who I hear myself on. Like I see that Saha the Prince. I had to drop an album. It would have been dope if um, I was able to send something to Shaha. Um, I want to work with Binks. I send stuff to Binks, but nothing land. But, you know, I don't take stuff like that personal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's part of the game. But it's people that I envision myself just working with and just sending them a batch. You know, let me send like five joints, you know? And you know, it, it just depends on the vibe too, because I'm not about to waste my time either. Like I could take these same fire beats and give it to somebody else. You know, and, and that's something that I'm picking up on. If the vibe is not there, I'm going somewhere else. You know, um my favorite scene that I tell people is I don't go anywhere where I'm not invited. So if I feel like 
my vibe is not inviting if I feel like I'm pulling teeth nails and just to get you to work. Nah, I I dad just stop working. Like, nah, I'm good, bro. Isn't there like um uh I wanna put this uh do you do you prefer to do like full collaborate like full albums? Um or or is it like uh or like just doing one or two off of somebody's album as as far as um when you're working with somebody, do you, do you is there a pros and cons to both, or is there one you prefer doing more of? Yeah, it's pros and cons to, to both. Um, I prefer full length, me fully producing. I'm able to show the range and able to show the range of the artist if I'm fully producing. Um, just doing one-offs, it just have to depend on who's the artist because I could do something with this person and a lot of people probably not gonna care. Um, but if I had to get a placement with like somebody from Griselda or um, like MOP or like a Drake or something, people people gonna care. That's you know somebody on a resume that I could add, or if it's on my bucket list, somebody I could scratch off my bucket list. Um, the con to that is waiting just to get paid for it, mm-hmm. especially as a big artist. Um, it's like, damn, I gotta wait, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it just depends how you structure your your business, too, you know what I'm saying? So, somebody like a Drake, you, you would want more back end money than up front because that back end money, them royalties, would be uh-huh. crazy, probably. Um, depending if it's like a, a song that's doing well, you could have an album filler, but. May not do well, but it's like a song that's really booming. That that check probably gonna look crazy. But um doing a, a full length album, the con to that, depending on who it is, if you're trying to break a new artist, um a lot of people probably not gonna care unless it's somebody popular that's up and coming. Um so that's I guess that's what I'm about to deal with now. Me and my homie, uh, he's not really well known, so this would be an artist I'm breaking to my fans. And I guess I really see who's really my fan of not, you know, fan or not. So they're fan of me and what I bring to the table. They're gonna, you know, hear him and be like, okay, you know, it could go either way. They could be like, this is fire, but I don't like the parent or the project is dope or I don't like the project. So. Um, you know, it, it just depends. Like, people love the Elzai project. Elzai is well known. Um, people love the album I did with B Dot. B Dot the God. He's a battle rapper from Cali. Um, love that project, but he's he got a following. You know, what I'm saying these are people that got followers, but somebody that I'm bringing to the forefront, they keep like, eh, I don't know who he is, so I ain't gonna really pay attention. Or you know, Jr. did the beats. And they see who's the feature that's on the project. They might want to tap in. So it, you know, it can be difficult, but everything has that adversity just getting through it. Yeah, I always want to see see what people are going to do with uh, when it's a producer I like. Even if I don't know the person, you know, the artist, I I really just want to see what they're going to do with your beat. 
because that is a skill within itself figuring yeah. out a way to mesh right because mm -hmm. i when i listen to backwood sweeties album i'd hear those beats and i was like how the hell is she gonna rap to these beats the beat is fire but how's she gonna step up her game and do the shit that we know people can do with your beats now i, I would say with well, her she's fire i think she needs some different kind of beats though i think she yeah. needs a little bit more um would be a producer to say that <laughs> no nah, I'm, I'm being real like i think because i when i hear people i i know what to look for i'm listening to mm -hmm. the tonality voice in a conversation well her she needs something a little bit more experimental kind of like some rock and then mixed with like some hip hop mm -hmm. um because i could hear like maybe some distortion in her voice like you know stuff like that something more soul driven that way she could because she she strike me as a soulful person you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying um and maybe some vibes some nothing over the top maybe like a isaiah rashad type of vibe she could just get off because i know i know she um i know she smoked so she can get off on some black empowerment on, on production like that the same thing on some experimental stuff and the same thing on some soulful stuff mm -hmm. i think she had um a variety of production in that lane yeah the next drink and the drink after that could be crazy or crazier because now she found her sound and that's the first thing immediately i've heard I was listening to our project. I was like, okay. And I had some gaps. I had some stuff that she could improve on. But overall, she dope. I, I think I know who she could um, link with and really boost her, her status a little bit too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but she's dope. Bring something different to the table, I can tell you that. So as dope as you are. Oh, when she, she going to get right. She messed with Jay. <laughs> What you mean? She, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know what the provider. Like, you know, with this project with my homie Quan, um, the name of the project for one is called uh, Expensive Taste. So we're talking about that fly, that flyness. Um, and my son, well, you know my son, but the homie, my son remind me of uh, like LL mixed with CL Smooth. Mm -hmm. so that's the vibe that we on so automatically i know what beats to provide for him and that's the vibe y'all gonna get real summertime mm -hmm. you know think of well because he he's born in new york but he left too so we kind of have a similar story but mm -hmm. I, I probably was more back and forth in new york than him but we thinking about new york in the 90s growing up uh the, the um the fire hydrant water coming on the kids playing on the block mm. you know uh the, the big super soaker guns like we were reminiscing those times get on rainbows yeah and like being fly polo down stuff like that like we just yeah. talking about this this being fly and that's the the project um what the beats rather those the beats i crafted for him like yo i'm gonna create you sound fly and i think it'd be the same for her i'm like yo I know what beats will fit, but 
just because I say that doesn't mean maybe she won't want it to work because as an artist, you got to want to be produced. It's a different. I could tell you, Tom Blue in the face, yo, I think these will work for you. This will work for you. Nah, I ain't feeling those beats. A lot of artists feel like mm-hmm. they don't want to be produced. Yeah. And then, all right, cool, you fall back. And then they put out an album with something that's all over the place. And it's like, oh, okay. Nah, but yeah, I think I know what vibe she she would need. She just, you know, if she trusts me enough, if we get to that point, if she trusts me enough to be, you know, to produce her, yeah, it ain't go crazy out there. How hard is it to get an artist to allow you to produce them? Because they you, they have to let themselves be produced. How, how how hard is that? It depends on. It depends on who it is. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've been in situations where I've sent beats and yo, this this is the album, the track listing, so on and so forth. And to have people that was, yo, what you think about this record? No, nah, I don't like it, bro. I think she changed it, X, Y, Z. All right, cool. You think about this record? Y'all got this idea for X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah, nah, this is dope. This is dope. So it just depends on who it is and if they allow you to produce them. Mm-hmm. Some people just got egos, and it's like, Nah, there's so many beats, and we'll figure it out from here. You know, you can give me a little input, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, but I want to produce you. I want to, I want you to trust me to produce you and bring something different to the table. I don't want to just give you the same thing and mm-hmm. things won't work. Because then, again, if the response is bad, then I felt as a producer. So, if the yeah. egos, if if push the egos aside, and allow the producer to produce, um, I think things would be a lot smoother. It just depends too, because we don't heard some some albums where it wasn't that Nas and Kanye, it wasn't yeah. that. But you know, it just it just all depends. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think like? people who are coming like up and coming are they you think they're more open to it or, or like, i know you did mention that it, it kind of depends on you know ego and and all that stuff but i mean in your in your experience it what has it been sort of um like easier for people who've who've been doing this for a while they, they've worked with producers before versus someone who's never worked with one before and it still go back to the depends who it is because we got people um that's like big headed that's like mm-hmm. nah nah let's do it like this you know what i'm saying like they don't want to be produced you know then you have other people that's like such a fan of yours and want that co-sign like bro like i want this i want to be from you bro like i just want to be mm-hmm. you know but i might not think you all that bro like he just be a fan. I don't think you that crazy. Or um now nah, let's let's do something, you know. Um that's why I did like again with the homie. I was like, yo, bro, let's do a project. And it came out fire. But it has to organically happen. Some people just got egos and um 
that's where it lies. Then I'm I'm out of there. I'm going somewhere else. Cause mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you know your ego ain't gonna be bigger than mine. <laughs> and and you you talk about putting on you know putting on your uh, putting on people and putting. Um, are there any up and coming producers that we should know about, or anyone that um, you know you uh, like want to put people onto uh, like in that sense? Yeah, it's a whole lot of them. I mean, we got my man Troop, the producer from Rochester. Um, we got my man Aesthetic from Brooklyn, my man Praise, uh, Funk Star from, from, I think from Norfolk, uh, DJ Static, um, and Soundtrack from Oakland, um, my man Cyrus, my man from Massachusetts, it list goes on. I know I'm missing a lot of people, but um, I'm trying to think, man, I don't want to leave people out that's really my people's um man i normally forget somebody or even even some you can mix it up like even some mcs or producers just people that are like inspiring you these days that should be on our radar as bad as it may sound man it's not a lot of mcs really inspiring me right now damn Don't DM him for no tracks. Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> nah, um, because it's the the one note thing, man. Like, I want to do another project with L. I want to do a project with the Sky. You know what I'm saying? Um, want to do a project with with Khan. It's let me run a few people that I, you know I want to link with, but I guess for me, I'm just critical because I want to hear something different. Mm. I, want, I want I want that that it's like now I'm not I'm ready to go work now I'm ready to cut this joint on and you know I'm saying but it's definitely people that I want to lock in with but I the note got to change it's like right now it's just mm. but no other producers no other producers inspiring you oh yeah the people, the people I name yeah for sure like the people that that I name um inspiring me greatly like every day like if i see my homie aesthetic on like come up on my feed on ig i'm like let me go ahead and cut my npc on and get the work or if i see my man troop I'm like man he going crazy or if i see any of the homies just going crazy it's inspiring me to go and do something you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I see like like black milk posts whenever he do post or not post something. Yeah, I definitely get inspired. Um you know, because I love this music game a lot. And sometimes, you know, you gotta you gotta stay inspired to keep going. Wait, wait, hold up a minute, hold up, out of the press. I got a question coming in. Hold up. Mm-hmm. I got a question from your cousin. Brother A A A one 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 one. Cousin A one said, "When am I gonna get some beats? And when we gonna get cracking?" <laughs> yeah, I'll take an EP. I ain't even gotta be a whole uh, album, but it gotta be more than one song. I'm asking for an EP. But he asked though. He just said, "Yo, when am I getting some of them beats, bro?" <laughs> yeah, yo, cousin, cousin already know the vibes, like. He, he already know. Um, whenever I'm always like, he know. I taught this every, <laughs> every day. 
But he, yeah, that's the question he had. He texted me, he said, yo. Yo, when, whenever, whenever he not busy, I know he got a lot going on. So I've been, been saying we should have did something, but I know we, we've been busy and I respect his grind and I respect his hustle. So um, I've been wanting to put some, some work in. Like, this one never. He could be like, yo, cousin, you ready to send me a batch? Let's go right now. I right, bet. I'm out there. Come on, MP on, export some joints. And you know it, it it go crazy, and I think I think that would be good. Um, I think that would be good for the culture. Um, mm-hmm. I w- I wouldn't even mesh. I wouldn't even mesh our words together. Like I wouldn't want him to jump on something that I would do. Um, like uh, I guess why I would hear him more. I would want to. Go in his lane. I will go in a jazz rap lane. I want to challenge myself to do something like that because I haven't really got jazzy before. Um, if that makes sense. But then the closest thing would be the joint I did for Sky Zoo. But I want to be challenged in that sense. Like, what samples can I look for? Yeah, like, what samples can I, you know, what can I look for in the samples? Um, how would I approach the samples differently than what I've been approaching now? Um, what kind of drums would I use? All these things, I think I might have to tap in maybe to some tribe, maybe to some daylight, kind of uh, study them, study the vibes and how they approach. But um, I would want us to have that conversation, though, like mm-hmm. what direction should we go in? But I would want to jump in, in that lane. Just to challenge myself personally. What question did you do for Tiff the Gift? What question? I did, what, what production? Yeah. Sorry, I'm okay. I did. Um, pass, it's called Pass Out. Um, by <laughs> Tiff the Gift. Oh, SP. Yeah. I think I, I think I heard about that song. Yeah. <laughs> That song changed. That song changed the trajectory of my whole life. What? Word. That's allegedly. That that that's fire. Like Tiff, you know, Tiff told me the same thing, and I didn't understand. that the that the song changed her life. Yeah, I think the song. The Damn, song, uh, that beat did that much. Yo, what yo, was you when you made that beat? Yo, I burning sage or something. Nah, 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 nah. Um, I remember uh, it was 2016, 2015, 2016, 2015, 2016. Um, I had to, I posted the joint, like I do now, posting these on the gram, and she heard it. And at the time, Instagram was doing minute videos in 15 mm-hmm. seconds. So she heard it, and she was like, I need it. I need this, like, now. So she was pinning the song off of 15 seconds. And I then understood how monumental the beat was to her, the craft song that she did, because that's a real personal song. And um, I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad that it did something for USP. And I'm glad I was able to do something for Tiff because, um, you know, I listened to, to some of that song to listen to the song, um, I hear like 
some of the things that she was going through. I know she had lost her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know kind of losing herself in, in, in a way and um and trying to regain yourself back. And I know how hard mm-hmm. that could be, especially um, you know, I know for some people lost either a parent or both parents. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people haven't recovered from that. Um not only that, you could lose yourself through life and never recover from that as well. So for me, um I've been there. I've been in that space where I was losing myself, young, dumb, trying to uh, find my way, even being older, still trying to mm-hmm. find my way, even being 30, still trying to find my way. And um, you, if you don't have a hold on your life, you could, you could lose it. So I appreciate, going back to the song, I, I appreciate yeah. what she did for sure. It, it truly healed something that was broken with, in, with me and my mom after my grandmother's death. So, um, she still listens to it, and my mom is almost eighty. So that's dope. That's that's. It's not often you get to say thank you, (laughs) thank you, sincerely, thank you. That that's dope. Listen, um. You know, I, I, you know, I appreciate y'all for listening to to the sounds that the artist creates when it's the right vibe, and even when I create, like, um, I put a lot of soul into my music, and like I said, I put it out there for the people, and you never know what a person going through. That's how powerful music is, mm-hmm. like. I I got a song, uh, not a song, but um, I'm tripping. I got a beat that I made, and um, my cousin had passed, and um, twenty twenty top of twenty nineteen, she had passed away, and at that time I lost myself. I ain't gonna lie, that was like another mother, and I was sitting at the sitting at the um the MP. I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I definitely cried that day for sure. I, I'm I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. Like I definitely cried, like feeling like cause I thought about it and I, I always think about her because it was some things that could have prevented her her death. So um I guess me communicating with her was was through the music. And um, yeah, that's how powerful music could be. Make you feel feel like that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, when all of this is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I just want to die. No, uh, I just want to die as one of the greatest, and did it his way my way um you know hardly any handouts um whatever made sense to me in my career mm-hmm. um making sure that i made the mc if i'm working with the mc closely making them the best 
um, that they could be. Hopefully, I get that in return. So I just wanted to know it. You know, Jr. wasn't on the play with. He was one of those dudes that, you know, he was going to inspire you. He was going to laugh. He was going to joke. But he didn't come to play. And mm-hmm. yeah, I want. I that's the legacy I want to. I want to leave like just being one of the greatest and to do it my way. Yeah, and before we get like to that, yeah, that far down the road, where do you see yourself in like five years? Like just short, short term. Uh, I already asked him that. In five years? Yeah. Oh, must have missed it. <laughs> sorry. He asked that already? My bad. Yes. Huh? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. That was my bad. That's my bad. Edit, edit. So, all right. Can I ask a question? Can I ask? All right. Uh, mm. 2023. 20, Can you do that one, Morgan? Wait, you don't have 23. I have. All right, see how yeah, I don't disorganize. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, let me go ahead and go on the grammar block. I had, you know, I had a question. It was completely different though. Um, because we keep talking about uh then versus now, you know, because SP always talks about how you know how music was for her girl, you know, in back in the day. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> do you think that you would be um working to help like bridge a gap between our OGs, our old school, and then, um, like, as far as listeners go, to get those fans, because there's there is a divide, um, and which is not always a bad thing. But like, do you think you you would work be working towards that to get like a, a bridge that gap between the two, or the you know what I mean? You talking about fires, like? So like, um, they talked about that. So Nas did uh, with. Um, hit boy right mm-hmm. that's right um and a lot of people talked about how like those them two together is sort of kind of bridging a gap between what people are wanting to hear today and with somebody who's from a different era like do you see yourself doing stuff like that or or do you know how you would go about that to kind of get the two look sort of fans uh different eras and to kind of come together i guess oh yeah for sure um while he was asking that question i was trying to think who i would um work with to like bridge kind of help bridge that gap um damn it had to be somebody like maybe like a buster wrongs but i was thinking buster because he's still very much active I'm trying to think. Um, BS aside, I see you producing an entire MOP album. That's just me, though. I would definitely, that's how I'm going to bridge the gap. That's just me, though. That's just me, though. And to be completely honest, my brain went straight to OC. I just, for some reason, I would love to hear you bring something out of OC that's so much. Follow work with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's hell. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, good one, SP. Oh, yeah, MOP. So Brooklyn all day. Man, listen. Because Buster's originally Brooklyn. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's very, you know, I was thinking somebody who's not as active that I could, you know, man. Um, Rock Kim. That's not my era, though. Yeah, don't have to be your error. I would love to hear you bring uh bring bring something out of them that's different right. than what they're normally used to. Now I'm gonna tell you something real, right? Because I was listening to how crazy the MC was back in that day. Mm-hmm. I think me and Big Daddy Kane would probably be something crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would mean Big Daddy yeah. Kane. It's funny uh, as I thought that, but I was like, nah, maybe not. But I didn't nah. think that. His name crossed my mind while we were. Yeah. King, there there ain't have to be somebody who can flow. I was King afraid King for some reason. Just... I was like, I was like, what it? I didn't know, but then nah. his name crossed my mind. Kane is fire. Um and it's going to allow me to push myself as a producer. It's going to be a lot of 90, mid 90 BPM. It's going to be fast as hell, but I want to hear that 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 flow, them in and out of the pockets. You're talking like raw, King. You're talking set it off, King. You're talking. Yeah. King. Okay, I got it. In and out of pockets, like, yeah, that. I want to hear. I hear G rap too with you now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> See. Yes. Yo, a, du- a dual project, G-Rap and Kane together on a J.R. Swift's that'd project. Be, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Fe- with a couple features like MOP and we sprinkle them some features there. All right, so, yo, I'm, I'm, I'll, I could put in an application for the A&R jobs. Let me know, you know. It could be for free, whatever. Just get hours or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with it. Just as long as my name is in the credits. I'm cool with that. For the love. Yeah, yeah I think MOP MOP would be fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think King would absolutely be Yo, fire. Yo, this is Brooklyn all day, though. It's like yeah. Buckshot, Coco Brothers. This is Brooklyn. Yeah. All- That's your Brooklyn coming out right now. You ain't made no Queens, no Bronx, no Queens. <laughs> Can we sprinkle oh. a little other boroughs? Yo, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think mean Havoc would be crazy. Yes, I yes. think me, me and Havoc would he produce half, you produce half. Nah, straight rapping. I know the formula. I, oh, I know, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, of course, me and Banks, me and Fifty. You know, we going to Queens. Me and Banks, or me, me. I'm rather much me and Fifty though. Um, because Fifty, yeah, I was listening to some Fifty today. I was like crazy. Um. Yeah, don't those fool people? I definitely would, would bridge the, the gap. Um, you know, some of the older, but you know, me being younger, the older, the new, I think that would be crazy. And I'm not gonna miss because I mean, so I'm I'm definitely not gonna miss. It's gonna be fire, and it's gonna be something for me to really be excited about. Especially like fifty or somebody, I might be like, yo, bro. I'm about to send you like 10 batches. Like, nah, wherever you at, fly me out. I need to be there for like a week or two. And we just gonna, we just gonna cook. It's gonna be a crazy- Put down the camera, 50. 
Get that Alan. mic. Let's go. I love what he do. I love what he's doing though. But he could definitely rhyme a little bit more. I'd I'd pay for myself to fly out just to sit in the studio and listen to how the hell y'all work. And listen, that would just be fine. <laughs> I just want to be a fly on the wall in the corner. I can't help. I just bop your head. Just bop your head. I just want to sit there and be quiet and just watch. No man, him. I I think, of course, with me and him would be crazy. I'm already a a fan. I'm like, yo, bro, we about to go back to the give it to Don trying days. We about to just go. Yeah. But the flow pattern of um uh uh uh. Not King. King got a crazy four pattern, but uh damn. What's his what's his name? He just did it. You, you I just said his name. Uh um, G Rap. G Rap, yeah. Crazy, 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 crazy flow pattern. I think that Mafioso rap that we hearing now. I wanna give He's him still underrated. Yeah, but Pen Game Sharp flow patterns is crazy. Like definitely um I would give him something grimy in a different way, though. Now we'll be hearing today. Mm-hmm. It'll be something different. What I hear right now is like you definitely putting together like a compilation. Not to say I don't want to bring up his name, but like a DJ Khaled or a Static Selector. I could see, a con- even though I know you sound <laughs> like you want to work with one artist or one thing, whatever. But yeah, no, I shouldn't have done it. But no, like, um, but I could see you doing you a ever compilation. Don't about me bringing up little scrappy no more. I, well, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I backed it up with Static Select. I backed it up. I backed it up. I put the buffer. Lol. Nah, it's doing that a, a comp album. I got to chase down people and wait for nah, yo. Let's lock in on a project and. You know, we just we'll go from there. But I got locked down this person, that person. You think it's that hard when Static does it? You think it's that hard to like get all of? Because he be having like thirty. He's in that DJ Khaled level with the with the thirty features yeah. and twenty songs on an album. Yeah, but look at look at the status though. Like status selector is out of there. Like I'm still, I'm still the, the new kid. They, you know what I'm saying? It the. I feel people definitely gonna be like, "Yeah, I got you, bro. Here you go." But and that's how he got his name, though. The compilation is really kind of how he got his name going in the beginning. Yeah, but it's different. Again, you're dealing with certain people with egos, and some people might forget. You gotta keep reminding them and chase them down. Listen, one thing about me, I'm not about to chase nobody. You know what I'm saying? Either you want to naturally work, you um, you know that I'm dope. I know that you're dope. Let's put something together. Um, but I ain't not about to chase you down for, for nothing. I clearly ain't meant for us to work. I'm gonna go somewhere else. And I advise that to any other producer, like you know, know your worth. Like you don't gotta chase somebody down for a joint or somebody out there that's nicer than them. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe they see you grinding and maybe they heard a project that you did and oh yeah, they want to spin a block, but now you got leverage. But don't be hounding nobody down. So the name of the show is Powerful Impact. Who are the three most influential people in your life that provided a powerful impact on you? Either personally or professionally. 
Boom. Mm. Definitely Cuzzo, for sure. Um, and definitely Cuzzo. Um, a, uh, I, I was about to say he wanted Cuzzo, but um, <laughs> I'm tweaking. Man, I was about to say uh, West. I say West for sure. Um, definitely, definitely had an impact. Um, third person. Um, man, I mean, it's not one person, but you know, my, my parents. You know what I'm saying, so gotta gotta give gotta give them the love. You know, what's for them, I wouldn't be here. All but, right. Uh, you know, those individuals definitely play a part. So what what projects do you have coming up? Um, sometimes working on a little bit of everything right now. Mm. Um, so the project with the homie Quam Gordon, um, aka Quam Corleon, dropping the album Expensive Taste, that's about to get mixed. Mm -hmm. Um and then you're gonna be put out all DSP and stuff like that. Um, I'm about to drop a B tape, the second edition to um I had a B tape called Corner Bodega that I dropped mm -hmm. 2017. I was just listening to that today. Uh, actually. Yeah, it's, it's probably my best B tape that I put out. Um so putting out part two to that. Um, this is going to be more of like a, a G-Unit edition. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Uh, it's going to be a lot I can't, of I, I can't wait to get that to my car. Listen, <laughs> it's, 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 I got two, two remixes on there. So I'm saying that no. now this, this is how I'm going to do it. It's going to be available to, you know, everywhere, DSPs, Bandcamp. But remixes is band camp only so we want to hear the remixes there's only band camp only show love and support mm -hmm. um i'm about to work on another project with this dude named body bag ben about to start working on that um and i'll probably choose somebody else to work a, do a project with i'm trying to do like three or four projects a year where i fully produce mm -hmm. that's my goal um uh, trying to you know just trying to stay busy and just keep you no know, putting out dope music like I, I like putting out quality over quantity i see a lot of dudes mm -hmm. put out a project every month that you could just hear the quality not really being there you know mm -hmm. people get lazy and stuff like that but for me i'll put out three or four projects beat beat tapes maybe in between placements in between or whatever but that's my goal so where can everybody uh reach you at shout, shout yourself out give give them your links so of <laughs> course what you're working with you know <laughs> the whole twitter um twitter ig jr swift um that's that's the socials i'm mainly on ig um come and show love links in the bio if you're trying to listen to all all the stuff i got out i got b tapes i got albums that i produce all of that's in the link in my bio on ig 
Uh, my band camps I was in there. So, you know, to show love, I'm, I'm everywhere. So, you know. Morgan, you have anything else you want to ask? Um, uh, a top five, dead or alive, producers, all time. Uh, top five, man. Uh, Dilla, Dilla, Black Milk, Knots, Hot Tag, A Rap Music. Nice. That's my top five. Nice. Honorable mention, uh, Jake One. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nev, you have anything you want to ask? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What is some? I can't. I couldn't hit the damn mute button. I'm bugging. All right. Sleep at the wheel. Um. <laughs> what are some ways to stay relevant in this game? I guess if you're gonna say this to up and coming people or just people that are in it, what are some ways to stay relevant? Put out your own product. Um, that's something that I was told. Um, don't lean heavy on one thing. And I think I was, I think that was what I was doing early on is just leaning on one thing. Um, that's how you build your brand. Like, be active everywhere, from placements to if you want to do this, sync placements. Mm-hmm. But placements, seat placements, uh, beat tapes, if you want to do that, projects um, that you're fully producing, um, that's how you stay relevant. That's how you keep your name going and, and buzzing. So when the, placements, when the placements are slow, we got other things going on to keep you winning. So that's how you stay relevant. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, I don't think you know how excited I was. I, I didn't want to fall apart twice in a row. So, <laughs> now I appreciate y'all for even, you know, having me on. It's been a, a long time coming. Um, you know, now Wild is organized. So, I don't know why he asked <laughs> He said he asked a question, but I'm like, bro, you know, you on my page or the other page, I ain't posting Wild long. So, <laughs> you you are always welcome here no matter what you putting out i'm excited i would be excited to to talk to you again and just support because you are so fire and the world needs to know and hey this is a place where we give we give you your flowers. If you deserve flowers, we gonna give them to you, and you deserve your flowers. I appreciate that. Thank you. That that absolutely means a lot. Definitely do. Um, again, appreciate y'all for even having me on. Like this is definitely dope. I like the free flowing of it. I enjoy interviews like these. Like I hate the the structure thing that be going on, but. I kept it real. I didn't hold back. And I definitely, you know, y'all want me back on, I'll pull back up. So, All right. Any Anytime you ready, we ready. <laughs> I have nothing we love more than talking hip-hop. Absolutely. Good enough. What's good, man? Talk to me. Yeah, I got two more. I'm sorry. We're going to use these as the extra. This will be the bonus for okay. the Patreons that we don't even have. Yeah, <laughs> um. What is a career or profession you would do if you were not doing music professionally? 
Um, man, I don't know. I probably had like an OnlyFans or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> nah, uh, for, for beard lovers only. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was gonna say yeah. something. More gonna be the first one to sign up. <laughs> nah, um, man, honestly, I finished going back to school for IT. I was going to school for IT. Um, yeah, I love technology, so I probably would have finished school, get my degree in that, and. Probably be doing that. So I love phones, so technology and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I would probably be in that field if I wasn't doing music. And that's probably why I do music now. Like, people don't know producers is kind of like nerds. Like, you gotta yeah, know, wizards, like, whiz kids. Yeah, like, you gotta know, um, like, MacGyver, like, yeah. computer specs and how fast your computer runs and and stuff like that and that's why when you have you ever sat and listened to how producers talk about music equipment it is wild fascinating like you'll be like yo but this keyboard right here give you the craziest sounds and it's analog and this drum machine ah what the woo it's wild fascinating we could talk that for hours and not give or at least I can. I know quite others like that. We could talk that for hours and not get bored. Like, yo, what you think about this drum machine? Is this something third? It just is fun. So I know I would definitely be in IT somewhere if I wasn't. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, I promise. I, I kind of have two more, but I promise this more. <laughs> you good. Do your thing, bro. What are some of the pros and cons of being an independent underground producer, you think, versus being a mainstream producer following current trends like drill and trap and things like that? Um, man, you're doing everything yourself and doing it out of pocket yourself. So you may mix your own records. You may have to pay for Well, I haven't paid for a feature um but some i'm quite sure other producers did paying for a feature um you know just doing everything on your own managing your own career like you literally your own boss so yeah just like nobody telling you to get up and you gotta go make beats nobody telling you to get up to go market your beat tape or stuff like that you literally controlling your own career so if your career dies then that's on you so yeah hopefully, hopefully that answer your question yeah totally what's what's the meaning of success to you and are you successful um meaning to success success for me like man Grammy um I think that's the ultimate Success is getting that that Grammy. Okay, it was just one. Having that Grammy is the ultimate success for me. Um, more than a platinum plaque, more than yeah. I think um we got people, we got people who got plaques and doing bad financially. I want to be financially sound. Um, like out of there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you got people that you doing all right. You doing all right for yourself. Then you got people that's like, yo. So I want to get to the yo part where they grammy. 
And um, yeah, that's success to me. Am I successful? Um, I don't know. I, I did some some things successfully. I got placements successfully. I mean, you no know, bread, keep making bread successfully, but am I successful? Um, knowing me, how my mind works, how I feel about things, I'm gonna say no, not yet, not yet. And that's gonna shock a lot of people, but I'm and also I'm one of those people. I'm hard on myself, so um, very very critical. So. Um, I need like the best of the best. So I'm gonna say no, I did some things successfully, but I wanna say I'm as successful yet. Not yet. And you're still hungry, you're not like content. Like I'm like um I, I, I can't do content. I know I know how that felt. I don't I don't wanna be content. But what is that? What, what's being content? What is that? <laughs> what the, I like that. SP, I promise. This is the last question here. Well, it's going to be advice. the last question because my computer's going to die. <laughs> All right. Last question, JR. Mm. I think you answered kind of, but I want to see if there's any last jewels. Any advice you want to give to up-and-coming producers coming in the game to get to where you are currently? Like a bread trail, blueprint, whatever. Oh, she did. It's cool though. It's still recording, so it's good. We could record. We could uh, edit it. Um, I would say, um, just find your own lane. Find your find what works for you. That's why I did. I did something that works for me. Everybody path is gonna be different. So um, there's no there isn't a formula to this because what you know what works for you may not work for me, and vice versa. So um, find what works for you and keep doing your, your thing. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Powerful Impact. Thank you so much, Mr. Swifts, for, sure, for showing us what it's supposed to be like. Showing us how to do what it do. <laughs> and what it's supposed to feel like. That's a fact. Pause. Already, uh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for not uh, finding Neville and throwing stuff at him <laughs> or blocking me. Shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. But now, nah, um, again, I appreciate y'all, man. I hope y'all have a safe one. <laughs> Yeah, let's just thank everybody for watching. Subscribe to the channel, um, support the channel, and support JR Swift. I tell you, every episode is okay to listen to the music, but damn it, put some buy some too. Buy some too. I don't care if you buy five for five songs at 99 cents a song, just buy something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Yeah, Buy his beat tape. Buy his beat tape. Buy his merch. Everything. Merch. Everything. Buy yeah. Support the artists that you want to hear. I say it all the time. Support what you want to hear and quit complaining that it ain't nothing out there. Because he's giving it to you. All you got to do is show up and, and support it.
and all this by the beats. No, no freebies here. No sliding scale. By the beats, full price, full rate. Boom. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll catch y'all on the flip side. Powerful impact. We are out. Now. Now we made a powerful impact. JR is making a powerful impact. You go out there and make a powerful impact. Boom! <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. I had a lot of fun. Yo, shout All out right. to Frank. Let me give my shout outs. Hold on. Shout out to Frank, Christy, everybody on Twitter that be retweeting our stuff. Everybody on Instagram, everybody that's been on this show, anybody that's donating for real, like shout out to the support because the support is real. It has really helped us get through times when we're like, yo, it's rough. So we really appreciate that, man. And all and, the mothers out there, love. And this is this is a dream. This is a dream to be able to even sit down and talk to somebody like J.R. Swift, somebody who... Um, has impacted my life without even knowing it. So what you do is important and what you do matters. And I hope nobody ever takes for granted that the blood, sweat and tears you put in, they truly affect other people in this world. Start on your block, start on your city, and then starting your state and then national and then international. And shout out to A1 and Tiff too, because without A1, I never would have met JR. So that that there's that. And then shout out to Boomback right. Chat Crew, because without them, right, I wouldn't so, have met either. <laughs> Cut me. So, this is Power Impact. Peace. We out.